Hi, I'm Christine Dorr, owner of Neococo. And I'm Tammy Tan, owner of Spice Hound. And we are co-owners of Kitchen 519, our shared-use commercial kitchen in the San Francisco Bay Area. Welcome to Lettuce Wrap, the podcast about food, food business, and the people who work in the industry. So today, we are talking about the Good Food Awards. Yes, we are. Christine and I just attended the Good Food Mercantile. It happens typically around the second week of January. It coincides with actually a really huge trade show put on by the Specialty Food Association called the... uh, Fancy Food Show. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I just love that name. Yeah. I guess the antithesis of the Fancy Food Show is the Good Food Awards. And why I say that is because the Fancy Food Show focuses on global and domestic companies that are trying to get into the U.S. market versus the Good Food Awards recognizing small regional producers. So Good Food Awards is put on by an organization called the Good Food Foundation. They actually started in 2010 by Sarah Wiener and Dominic Phillips. They started a organization called the Seedling Project, and they wanted to focus on small producers, small businesses, um, responsibly, sustainable, sustainably, (laughs) responsibly. Yeah. Yeah. read, Read their mission. Yeah. So this is their mission statement. The Good Food Foundation exists to celebrate, connect, empower, and leverage the passionate and engage, yet often overlooked players in the food system who are driving towards tasty, authentic, and responsible food in order to humanize and reform our American food culture. Through five key programs, awards, guild, alliance, mercantile, and fun, we build widespread support for the growers, ranchers, makers, and merchants stubbornly swimming upstream to create and share the kind of food we all want to eat. Tasty, authentic, and responsible. It's a really incredible organization. I mean, some somebody who's actually focused on highlighting smaller producers. And uh, so basically, it started as uh, the Seedling Project, uh, and they turned into the Good Food Foundation, or officially called themselves the Good Food Foundation in 2016. But when they were the Seedling Project, they actually started the Good Food Awards, which is awarding um, small producers, as described by their mission, from all around the nation. Right. It's only it's only national. It's only national and only in specific categories. Uh, for example, like fish, olive oil, honey, chocolate, confections, pantry. I don't know. I can't name them all. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's like, that's a majority of them right yeah. there. It's really interesting products that they picked out. It's products that they can, they have a, Panel of judges, Christine having had experience being on the chocolate panel, actually. Yes. yes. And you all blind taste test the products. They pick the top five high scoring products of each region. Uh, there are five regions, North, South, East, West, and Central. And then of those 25, uh, they pick the top three as winners. Yeah. And Christine being a 2016 winner. <laughs> Yes. And what did you win for, Christine? Uh, confections. <laughs> yeah. She's a winner for her cocoa nib toffee. Right. So this is my first year attending the Mercantile and the Marketplace. The Mercantile is 
their trade show element. So this is only for people in the industry, typically uh, for buyers, yes. right? And and you have to be part of the guild to be a vendor at the mercantile, and you have to be vetted to become part of the guild. I mean, you have to uh, you have to achieve the tenets of being a good food. Right. Uh, meet their mission. Yeah, meet their mission. So, and you're definitely, you, you have to apply and obviously put in an application, but you are uh, heavily vetted. So, this is a very elite organization. And the mercantile allows those people of the guild to showcase their products in this region, in the West Coast, let's say. And then, even more highly coveted is the marketplace, which is uh, the next day they have it. And uh, the marketplace is actually open to the public, and it coincides with the Fort Mason Farmers Market. And people pay an entry fee; it's about like five dollars. And these are all the winners, this year's winners. Right, uh, that's where you can actually buy these things, and it was delicious. <laughs> it was so wonderful, and yeah, it was really neat, really neat event. So with the Mercantile, we saw a lot of products, yes, right? Yes. And everybody has a really interesting story, and we were able to interview a few of them. One of the people we got to talk to at the Mercantile was Ann Smith. She's from Portland, Oregon. And the name of her company is Oregon Bark. And I make Tom Bumble peanut butter flake candy bars. One of the things we asked her about was naming our products. I know that's always tricky. You don't want to be too cutesy. You don't want to be too serious. I guess it depends on what your brand is. Hi, Ann. Please tell us your wonderful story about your name. So I, I made these candy bars the first time in 2015 and a good friend of mine came and tried the first ones that I made. And he was like, oh my God, these are so good. They're like a butterfinger, but you can't name them anything to do with a finger. So you got to name them after a toe. And I was like, oh yeah, because nothing is more appetizing than toe candy. And then as those words were coming out of my mouth, I was like, my God. My grandmother used to name our toes as a little game when we were little. And uh, Tom Bumble is the name of the big toe. So it is toe candy. And you also have some really delicious other confections over here with really interesting names, which I want to know why you call them Ezra Cash and Hazel Jones. So once I started with the precedent of naming them names... Then when I did my next two bars, I wanted them. To, I would have loved to have had the toe names on the next two, but they just weren't appropriate for these bars because they're a little more sophisticated than the toe names that are left on the foot. So Hazel Jones is a candied hazelnut butter with rosemary. And I just, I knew it was, it was really driven by the design, the names. I was like, I need to have them stacked because I want to do this two pack in a, in a, in a square format. So the, the logo had to stack up and I was like, Hazel, what? And then Hazel Jones just made sense because I thought you could Jones for them. And then once I had that, I made Ezra Cass, which is a candied cashew butter with cardamom and black pepper. And on that one, I was like, okay, well, I don't know what this one's going to be named, but it was the same, same shape as the hazelnut butter ones. And so I had to differentiate, differentiate them on the tray. And I just wrote cash and I was like, oh, so I just need a first name to go with the cashew. So that's how it all happened. 
it's so hard to name things like, you know, do you, do you go like right on the nose with it? Like, this is exactly what it is. Right. Which for me as spices, I, I kind of <laughs> have to, cause there's just too many of my products, but with you, I mean, you are. No, with my actual products, I name them what it is. We have played around with cutesy names. <laughs> <It's> kinda, <laughs> it kind of gets tricky, you know, cause then you're like, all oh, is that, you know, will people know what that is? And, you know, we just want to, be really blatant about it and obvious. Yeah. I guess some confectioners decide to go a different route. Yeah. Because it's always a great story behind it. Yeah. And we also asked Anne about uh, her ingredients. I want to know whose chocolate you use. Organic fair trade chocolate from Chuck. Excellent choice. And then the peanut butter. My peanut butter I get from a natural distributor up in Eugene, Oregon. And the brand, I don't think it's available, uh, you know, for retail, but it's Aunt Patty's peanut butter. And what's really important, actually, about the peanut butter is it's a Valencia peanut, which has the best peanut butter flavor. They They make peanut butter with other kinds of peanuts, and it's just not the same. This peanut butter came in that was not made from Valencia peanuts. And it had this weird kind of orangey aftertaste. And I was like, and, and it was, and I, I mean, I was like, now I have to use up all this peanut butter. And so it was a little bit of a detour for, for a few months until I ran through that one. And now it's very critically important that it's the Valencia's. I can totally relate to what Anne is saying about uh, the choice of peanut butter that she uses. When I started my company, I was testing out different chocolates. I was trying to do organic fair trade when I first started. Um, I was working with a chocolate company and it was organic fair trade and it, the quality just wasn't where I wanted to be with it. As much as I wanted to go down that path, I, I just couldn't. So luckily I was able to find a just local, which uh, is an angle that I turned to instead of the organic fair trade and they were called guitar chocolate. And they are definitely local. They're like right next door to us here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In Burlingame, right? That's right. Back to Anne. Why specifically butterflake candy? Well, I had I actually started my business uh, in 2012 making a line of toffee chocolate barks, and they were just wicked high uh, labor and difficult packaging. And I was pro- I wasn't able to produce enough, and the shelf life was too short. So I had a little temper tantrum in 2015, and was like, "All right, I want to get away from dairy." And I had an idea to do like a peanut butter brittle. And that's what, what happened was I just mixed peanut butter with a simple sugar, sugar syrup and out came this wonderful flaky peanut butter candy. Is this the first time that you are actually uh, showcasing at the Good Food Awards? I showcased last spring at the uh, Good Food Mercantile in Portland. Um, so I, and I love good food. They're, they're just wonderful. And in fact, they actually put not in 2017, they put the Hazel Jones in as their Christmas card, which was so wonderful. So yeah, when the, when the San Francisco show came up this year, I thought I better come down and meet some people in San Francisco. Um, uh, do you currently sell in the Bay area? I do. I sell at rainbow grocery in the mission and I also sell at, uh, animal places, vegan Republic. So thank you so much, Anne, for your time. Thank you so much. It's been great talking to you. So that's a wrap. 
as we were walking around, we also had uh, an opportunity to speak to another winner. Elizabeth Feinberg, Vermont Amber Organic Toffee. Hi. And this is what she said of the awards and how it affected her business. Do you find that the Good Food Awards is seems focused on smaller businesses? Yeah, it is. It's much, you know, much smaller businesses. And that's, you know, quite frankly, where I am right now. You know, a hundred pounds of toffee, a hundred cases, you know, a hundred whatever. So, you know, I'm not ready to do 5,000. I'm not ready to do the pallets. And it's not that I can't, but, you know, it's a whole level that I'm still finding my way a little bit, whether I want to be or not. <laughs> you know, just when you think you get all the parts figured out, you know, something else changes. I hadn't even been in business a year when I won my first Good Food Award. Oh and your first winner is? Fennel seed toffee. And this year you won something. This year, salted sesame toffee won. I've now won, and you know, I've now won my, this is my third award. And again, we're very pleased to be here. And it's just really fun. It's, it's incredibly gratifying to win awards. Do you, do you feel like with winning these awards, I mean, that's thrown a lot of, uh, I guess, media. And- it, uh, it does throw a lot of really good media attention and it's a really good entree into new stores. So it's great here, but it does help me. It helps me gain confidence in my own product walking in to, you know, walking and doing those cold calls. So as I said before, Christine was a Good Food Awards winner. Yes, 2016. Do you think that confidence equates sales? Oh, I think so, because you have confidence when you walk in a store and you meet with a buyer or if they come to their t- your table, you can confidently say, you know, this has been judged to be you know, any award. This has been judged to be uh, above and beyond. Then it is important to win awards. Yeah, absolutely. I was really impressed that Liz was able to, you know, rack up so many awards in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she had three. Yeah. And she's only been in business, what, three years, yeah. right? Yep. So how have you felt that the awards have affected your business? Well, one of the ways is getting in the front of the buyers and uh, stores that they buy for want to support sustainable businesses. And this is a way for them to show that they do that. Do, do you think they, are they aware of the Good Food Awards? I mean, is it that well recognized? As it's grown, I think it's become more and more visible. Yes. So even the stores that I was already in, it just brings even more credibility mm-hmm. to uh, my business and to theirs. They show their customers that's what they're supportive. And and how do they see that? They see it as, as a sticker, right? On your product. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a huge one. You can buy the stickers from, that's kind of another way that you can help support Good Food Foundation is you can buy the stickers from them. Um, I have my actual, my stickers printed on my bags right. so that they're, it's always on there. Right. But that's, uh, that's the privilege of being a winner. Yeah. I'm very <laughs> proud of it. I actually think Liz had a couple of really good tips for showing at the mercantile. Um, one other bit of advice, bring somebody else with you because like you never get away and half of the connections come from me talking to the other retailers or the other, um, you know, uh, vendors. And if I don't have somebody else with me, I can't get all those conversations. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. That's a wrap. So Tammy, what's your takeaway? So I feel that, you know, 
for small businesses like Oregon Bark and Vermont Amber Organic Toffee. It's having the mercantile is a good thing for them. It showcases them in, you know, at least on the West Coast, right? Totally. Well, it's an opportunity for a small uh, producer to be able to get in front of the eyes of buyers and consumers, whereas there's other shows that are much bigger and you may get lost. Right. And and the buyers that come to the mercantile are the who's who of buyers. I mean, these are not small guys. These are the big grocery guys. And they're taking notice of these small, uh, potentially next generation of um, food producers, right? Yeah. But it's like only in this area, you know, this usually it's the buyers from the, the immediate area. That's true. That is true. I mean, but they are having more and more mercantiles. I mean, they do have, they are going to showcase one in LA and they have one in Brooklyn and those are very good markets. And I hope that the Good Food Foundation will have more mercantiles in other regions. Yes, to export, like to um, promote more small businesses. Like literally in the five regions that they pick winners in, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, that would be ideal. <laughs> yep. And then um, my little bit of uh, feedback maybe to the Good Food Foundation is to have more marketplaces because I want, I would love the public to attend more of these. I, they seem like farmer's markets, but it's, um, you know, these are the who's who, the winners. Right, the creme de la creme. Right, and and it and obviously with the show here, people were willing to pay a entry fee to help um, fund it, and then you know you go in there and it's it's great. People, I know people, it's only one day too, or for a certain amount of hours, like just during the farmers market. Yeah, so it's very only exclusive. Yeah, four or five hours that they are allowed to show, but they do have a shop. An online shop. Oh, yes. The maybe. Good Food Award winners and finalists. Good. Uh, oh, and maybe even the guild members. Oh, hi. well, we don't know what the Good <laughs> Food Foundation have in mind, but seeing their growth, they've done a lot of things. So I'm sure that's on their, on their horizon, maybe. We're not saying we know this for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't commit them to anything. Yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> Anyways. Well, thank you for listening to Let Us Wrap with Christine and Tammy. Thank you to our engineer and producer, Jason Anthony Guy. If you like our show, please recommend us to your friends. Please have them subscribe and rate us on iTunes or wherever they get their podcasts. If you have any feedback or suggestions, please tweet us at Let Us Wrap Pod or email us at Let Us Wrap Pod at gmail.com. Until, Until next, next time, time, it's a wrap. It's a wrap.